0: What is up Today's Today crew? I hope y'all are having a phenomenal, phenomenal day. My name is Colton Trout. I'm the founder and CEO of the Today's Today movement, here to help you crush your goals more consistently by helping you crush them on a daily basis. If you like the sound of that, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure too that you take a screenshot that you're listening to this podcast, throw it up on, on your social media and at me at T-T-D-T-L-F, which is also in the description box if you forget it, but I love to give a shout out to everybody that does that. Y'all, we have got an amazing guest with us today. We have got Holly. Um, Holly, go on and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are.
1: Yeah, so I, my name is Holly Tilman, and I am the O-U-R Relationship Manager for ClickFunnels, um, the software company, for those of you that don't know that. And I also own a project, so I do project management for digital marketing agencies as well. Um, And that business is called called Holly & Co. So I dabble in a little bit of both things, and my path is really unique to how I've got here. (laughs) Um, I graduated my master's degree a while ago, and I could not find a job for the life of me. Settle down into a $14 an hour, $14 an hour job and living in San Diego at the time, could not afford anything. So I said, "Um, you know what, to heck with all of you, I'm gonna start my own business. And so that's where Holly & Co. was birthed. From there, I've worked with some pretty high-profile clients. Um, I currently manage uh, one person's membership, if I said her name. Many of you would probably know who she is. I manage her membership, and that's how I got affiliated with ClickFunnels. So I am very busy and very, grateful for all walks of life right now.
0: That is totally awesome. Um, so talk to us a little bit about, because um, you mentioned working with ClickFunnels as their in, with their OUR relationship manager. Um, talk to us about what exactly that is. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, so for those people who don't know what OUR is, Operation Underground Railroad. So it is a nonprofit that... Um, conducts rescue missions to get people out of human and sex trafficking situations, rings around the world. Tim Ballard was the founder of it. He's amazing. They have a really great organization. Um, Russell Brunson, who's the founder of ClickFunnels, he Loves the mission. He loves Tim. He loves the team. And so he decided to bring me on specifically to support Operation Underground Railroad in their marketing efforts and getting funds raised and the word out there that, that trafficking is a real big issue right now and it's growing every day.
0: Yeah, it really, really is. I live in Houston, um, which is actually one of the top cities for human trafficking. Uh, one of my lifelong friends, Anna, actually works with a nonprofit organization here in Houston that helps battle the same thing. Um, so that's so awesome. Um, and I'm so glad to hear that you helped them with that. So one of your jobs, it sounds like, is to help them with their marketing, like you said, but to help them raise awareness for their mission that they have. What is one of the best ways that you found to creating awareness um, really with anything or with any of your clients?
1: Yeah, so I, I find that my biggest message is like rep, repetition is key. So I try to be in front of people consistently all the time, same people, different people, it doesn't matter. I'm just spreading the word because the more people hear a message, the more it's going to resonate with them. So that's like one of my biggest takeaways in, in raising awareness and fundraising and things like that. Um, another thing that I, I do like for ClickFunnels is I'm hosting different events and things like that. So right now I'm working on, um, creating like a premiere in a box. So I'm creating a template for launching this, this documentary that, our o- has to raise funds and then from there i'm going to package it up and so anybody could host that same premiere so it's just having the creativity thinking outside the box i i really hate that saying but it really is thinking thinking in a unique way and and mm. how you can help you know raise awareness or funds or whatever it may be is is imperative
0: That is so cool. And that's so cool, too, that you're taking it on a bigger level, but then putting it in that box so other people can have it as well. Um, And that's just giving back. And I know in a huge, huge way. And I know, too, for like entrepreneurs, raising funds is a big part of business whenever you're first starting your business. Most entrepreneurs that are starting a business, even like you, are doing it out of a necessity for better income or a better life. -hmm. Um, do you have any tips or tricks that you could give to somebody who may be in that startup world trying to raise some funds to gain some capital for their business?
1: Yeah, so I think the biggest thing when I when I even I was starting Holly and Co. is one of the biggest takeaways I had was that you're gonna have people that say no and you need to be persistent because if you believe in your message, somebody else will too. You just have to find your right audience. So In order to, you know, when when somebody tells you no, make sure you you say, you know what, thank you. I appreciate that feedback. Ask them maybe a couple of sentences of what you maybe could have done better or something like that. And and use it as a lesson to move forward. Don't let it stop you. Persevere. Keep going. Because that's not the end of the road for you.
0: Yeah. And that is so, so true. And it's really funny too, that you said to tell them, thank you. That is one thing that I am so avid on when I hear somebody tell me no, like to me, like it puts a grin on my face. I'm smiling like crazy. And I'm like, thank you so much because of a couple things. One that just told me that there's room for improvement. And two, that pointed me in the direction of somebody that's going to say yes. So getting a no for me is almost like, just as good, if not even better of getting a yes because it points me in the right direction that I need to go.
1: Yeah, um, and totally. And I mean, you want to find the people who align with you and your message, yeah. and who resonate and all of those things. So if some, if that person's saying no, it doesn't mean that you have a, have a crappy presentation or your crappy business or whatever it is. It just means that that person isn't your person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it is so important to find your people, your community, um, my coaching community. I call the crew, um, the Today's a Day crew, just because I want us to act like a crew, like a community, almost like a family, um, because it's so important that you find those people. And, and there there's 7 billion people out there believe me if you think you're alone no you have a community you have a crew that is out there just waiting for you to find them or for you to create your own community in order to bring other people in who may be feeling the same way that you're feeling um yeah so in your holly and co um you work with entrepreneurs and at what kind of capacity
1: so I help them manage their businesses, and I make sure that projects are being continually moved forward. So I've recently more become like a project manager manager for digital marketing agencies. So agencies okay. who um, just need somebody to make sure things are flowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really good at that. But in the past, uh, I, I functioned as like an online business manager. I'm really good at logistics. I'm really good at like the back end stuff and just managing people, making sure people are happy. I'm like an all-around <laughs> manager, leader. Yeah. i very type A. Um, so that was one – or that that's like what I did previously. But now I function as more like a project manager and just keeping the flow.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Were you always like that, that type A personality, just really good at managing and logistics?
1: Yeah. So you know what's really funny is growing up <laughs> – you know how they always say like, Oh, men are like leaders when they're kids, and girls mm-hmm. are just bossy. Well,
0: so. <laughs> I haven't I've always, actually heard that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so that's I've awesome, always, though.
1: <laughs> I've always been the bossy girl. Yeah, so that's been me. But I find it to be a strength and not a weakness, as some people yeah. put it. In sort of condescending terms sometimes, but I'm totally that bossy girl. I'm the girl who's like, you know what? We need to get stuff done. Like, we don't have time to mess around right now. There's deadlines. Where are we at? Like, where are we? And I'm continually checking in on that. And so, yeah, I've I've always been this way. And, you know, people have other labels for me and people like me. But I love it. I love it. (laughs)
0: No, no, I love that. And it's so crucial and important because I know when I was first starting out on my entrepreneurial journey, I was not the person that was super consistent in things. And so like I would have my really, really good weeks and then like my really, really bad weeks, or I'd like build up all this momentum and then I would just kill it because I'd go take like three or four days off or I just wouldn't keep things moving and and moving forward. I was always kind of like the big picture and, always kind of in the moment kind of things but that was something that I had to learn kind of more and more is like how to be really organized in keeping things moving forward
1: yeah and uh, I, find, I find that there's a lot of people who are like the creatives and then yeah. there's like the logistics and then yes. there's not very many people that are both you know yes. um so I'm kind of like that both I'm the in-betweener I can be creative but I'm very logistics yeah. based yeah. and so when creatives have a business and they're like, holy crap, like I need to be able to, <laughs> I need to be able to like do other things. I need to be creative inside my business, mm-hmm. but their time is focused mainly on managing. Yeah. I come in and I, I alleviate that.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's so important to do, but it's also really important, especially for those of you that are listening to know which type you are. Are you more of a creative or are you more on that back end to where the logistics side's, really makes sense. And if you're one or the other and you're not both, you need to partner up with somebody that is on the other side of the spectrum. Because if you don't, your business is going to lack in some areas that you just may not be aware of. Like if you're not a creative, there are probably some really cool creative ways that you could be sharing your business with other people that would really resonate with them, but you just may not be aware of. And then for those of you that are creatives and not very on the logistics side, you may be missing out on a good portion of business because you're not understanding how to be logistics driven or that part of your business is just lacking. Uh, yeah. And then for those of you that are both, you lucky bastards.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like a huge proponent for outsourcing. So Mm -hmm. even if you don't want to hop on with a business partner, I'm totally like, you can find an OBM online business manager, or you can find like a a marketing manager or somebody that's more creative, depending on your needs, outsource it. You are only hurting yourself if you are limiting yourself. Like keep, find that partner, go, become well-rounded.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. No, it's one of those things. So when I'm working with business owners and they're acting more like a boss versus an owner, which basically means that they have to be in their business 24 seven to boss it around or else it won't run. And they're trying to make that transition to being an owner of the business, not the boss of the business. It's, it always comes down to delegation. Like if you're not delegating things or taking things off of your plate to allow you to do more of what you're really good at, you're going to get bogged down and you're going to burn out pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, no, that is a great, great tip and advice to go outsource.
1: Yeah. And the, one of the biggest things like with outsourcing, people are like, oh, I'm not ready. Well, how the hell do you know when you're ready? (laughs) When you're ready, it's probably too late. (laughs) Like do it before you're ready because you're going, you you need it. First of all, obviously. And second of all, you're not setting your business up for scalability. if You're not outsourcing. You can't handle it all.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. It's one of those things that I I like to talk about. um, And it was actually on my mind earlier today is the people that we are today are not ready for our success of tomorrow. Meaning we need to be thinking of as if we were tomorrow's people, right? Yeah. And so when I'm thinking about my business, I'm not thinking about it as like, okay, Colton as in today. I'm thinking about what would Colton tomorrow do today, right? Mm-hmm. Colton tomorrow would be outsourcing certain things because Colton tomorrow knows that Colton today is going to get really annoyed with having to do certain things. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And I'm not saying like, go break the bank because no, not I'm, at t- all. I'm not telling you that I'm not <laughs> telling you to sabotage yourself, but I am saying like, it's definitely something to consider very high on the priority list.
0: Yeah. And th- there are some really affordable options out there for it. There yeah. are definitely some more options that are going to be way better for your business, but n- may not be super affordable, but there's some pretty affordable options out there, especially like if you just want to get like a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. Like some virtual assistants don't necessarily charge an arm and a leg. So, and they can take off some pretty big, um, tedious tasks that may just be super kind time consuming, like sending emails. Mm -hmm. That's something you can get a virtual assistant for and they can go take that off your plate. And that allows you to do more of what you need to do.
1: Yeah. But if I could offer, like, if literally people take away one thing from this podcast, Mm -hmm. what I can offer up is create SOPs, record yourself doing things so it's not as hard when you hire someone. Literally, like if you're doing, if you're recording what you're doing, if you're preparing yourself to outsource and to scale, you're going to be in a much better position than those people who have to go back and and figure it out from the beginning.
0: SOPs. Why don't you explain that for those who don't know what that is?
1: Okay, yeah. SOPs. So standard operating procedures. So if you have a specific process for... Um, sorting your inbox. Create that into like checkboxes. <laughs> I use Trello, so that's my project management software. Um, so create a checklist for that. And then that's an SOP. So a process that you go through in order to complete a task.
0: Yes, nope. I love it, love it, love it. Um, I remember working with a coffee shop um, and kind of creating some SOPs for them because they just did not have them for the basic like opening and closing. I was like, no, no, you need these. Um, And I helped them create them and it just made business so much easier. And then even like if you create those and you don't necessarily outsource right off the bat, having those in general makes it so much easier when it comes to completing those tasks, because all you have to do is what? Follow your own checklist. And it makes it super simple and easy. You don't forget things. It gets all done and you get faster and faster and faster and faster at doing it.
1: And it gives you clarity. Like yes. when you have a process in place, mm-hmm. you don't have to think about it. You can yeah. just go. <laughs> like that's the best part of having processes is you just yeah. get to, you get to glide through it instead of having to like in depth think about the steps of everything.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I love processes. Um, especially being like a change management um, coach. I, love processes Mm -hmm. um it's something that I even break it down to like a daily thing and which most entrepreneurs should be doing as well as creating their daily processes for their business Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's awesome that's awesome um so what is one thing that you have found to be kind of a common and easy thing for people to delegate away or what is some of the most impactful things for people to delegate away
1: Yeah. So I, that's a, that's a hard question because I don't feel like there's one task that's easy for the general population. Right. Mm -hmm. So I believe if you don't like doing it or if it's bringing you a headache or you wake up stressed about having to do a task, don't do it. (laughs) Like If you hate managing your inbox, don't manage your inbox. Get somebody (laughs) to do it. You hate posting on social media. Don't do it. Find someone. There's great people out there that are affordable. Um, So there's not like one task that I can say, but I mean, there's like general lists of things that you can outsource that are quicker to outsource um, and cheaper, Mm. but I would say if you don't like doing something, don't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I would definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, Just because even taking that kind of, I don't want to say an annoyance, um, but sometimes there are certain tasks that just kind of annoy entrepreneurs. There are sometimes more tedious tasks um, but just taking that off of your plate can relieve a mountain of stress that just allows your business to flourish in a way that you may not have been aware of.
1: Yeah, so. and I, like, I'm literally all about in my life in general, all about doing what feels good to me. Mm-hmm. So I am like, if I, <laughs> for instance, in, in life, if I, make a nice meal and i don't want to do the damn dishes right after and that doesn't feel good to me i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna do it in the morning like Hmm. so i'm all about doing what feels right to you instead of what society places on you that you should do
0: yes yep no i definitely definitely agree with that mainly because i fall so i know you got your masters which is phenomenal. phenomenal. Um, I've completed the majority of a business degree and I have a couple classes that I'm slowly taking to wrap that up. Mm-hmm. But society always told me in order to be successful, mainly my parents were saying this, in order for me to be successful, I had to do what? I had to go to school, get a good degree and go get a good job. I'm now 22 years old, running two businesses, looking at buying a third business. Um, life is absolutely amazing. I'm getting to travel a whole bunch, uh, impact a whole bunch of other people, work with clients, do amazing podcasts, and the degree hasn't played any aspect into that. So, so what's this story?: Yeah. Oh okay. yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. So I have two degrees, right? I have an undergraduate degree. It's in uh, public relations and psychology. My okay. master's is in communication and leadership. Like, I went through uh, to Gonzaga University. I don't know if anybody knows um, what that is, but it's a, it's a Catholic private school for my master's. And it's a really, really, really good program. Um, I'm a huge proponent now. I'm like an advocate for not going to college, to be honest <laughs> with you. I have two degrees, I have a hundred something thousand dollars in money placed into those degrees and I don't need
0: them. Oh my gosh. And see, that's the thing is like, that's what I kept hearing time and time and time and time again. Now I was super blessed the second that I got out of high school, I was able to go into the financial services and I didn't have to have a degree to go do that. I just needed to get licensed, which the company paid for me to go get those licensing. Uh Um, But it's like one of those things like society told me what I should be doing. But my gut told me what I needed to be doing. I followed my gut, and it's led me to where I am at today.
1: Yeah. So, so I mean, I, don't, I totally don't regret going to college. I hope that nobody feels that I'm saying that. I don't at all. Yeah. Um, I met some of my best friends through college. Like, I've had some really good experiences, and I learned a lot. But in order to do what I'm doing today, my personality, my, my values, my everything has brought me here to where I am, not my pieces of paper on the wall.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That is so awesome. And yeah, that's one of those things too. Like I don't regret the, the classes that I've taken, the degree I've almost finished. Um, just because I know every single thing that's happened in my past um, from my personal life, my failures, my struggle with depression, um, all of that has built me into the person that I am today that's allowing me to grow into the person that I need to be tomorrow. So I'm super thankful for everything that's happened in my past.
1: I literally, that is my message. So I um, recently have gone through some life changes and stuff like a divorce and a bunch of different things. Um, And I am thankful for every moment of it. I'm not going to tell you that a lot of it didn't hurt, but Mm. I'm so thankful for the experiences and the lessons that I've learned through that. And people are like, wow, like, how are you not bitter? How are you not (laughs) this or that? Like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm like a way better person. I'm so much more cultured and I'm so much more, I'm so much happier. And I don't know, I'm I'm good. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's like, well, see, and that's the thing too. Um, Like, it's really powerful to go through the things that aren't super easy and to be able to come out of them at the end and look back and be like, I'm thankful for that. I'm not super happy that I had to go through that kind of pain to learn that lesson, but I'm yeah. thankful for it.
1: Yeah. I'm like so much of a stronger person. Yeah. Like through all of the things that I've had to go through in my life or gotten to go through, I should say, not even had to, like it's, I've gotten yeah. to go through them and man, I'm so thankful. It's, it's awesome. Like life mm. is good.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and plus, like, to be an entrepreneur, like, you're going to have to have a pretty thick skin. If you're going to run your own business, you're going to have to build a pretty thick skin. Oh,
1: my so. gosh. Yes. Uh, entrepreneurship is not easy. Oh, my gosh. There have been times, there are still times where I'm like, what in the actual hell am I doing? Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: what is going on here? But then I remember, you know, I work for myself. I got to do all these cool things. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it's definitely challenging. Yeah,
0: yeah no, absolutely, absolutely. So, okay, so totally random, not super random question, um, but a little bit of a question about Click Funnels. Have oh. you gotten to work with Russell Brunson at all?
1: Yeah. So, if you go to my Facebook account. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see that I actually was there at ClickFunnels on last Thursday and I actually met with Tim Ballard, who's the okay. founder of OUR and Russell Brunson. And we had this big meeting and we were laughing and joking. It was so great. But yeah, so I've worked, uh, with, alongside him. He, he's, he's obviously like, you know, the boss man. So
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a big man on guy. campus. He's <laughs> a genius. But, um, yeah, so I, I've worked at, worked alongside them. Yeah.
0: That, that's totally awesome. And so the reason that I ask that, because um, I had another friend of mine who worked with somebody in the network marketing industry that was absolutely huge. Um, a lot of people knew who he was, and she got to mentor underneath him for a year. And so I like to ask the question, when people have been able to be around those types of people, um, what's something that you've taken away from being able to work with him?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I've only, I've only honestly been around him like once, but being able to go into the office and working with the team, the Funnels team, something that I can say that I've taken away from them is that perseverance thing. Like people are going to tell you no, but keep going. Yeah. That's that's one of the biggest takeaways in the lessons. Um, And also, um, I don't know. I, I think that your message, your message is pretty important. No matter, you know, what business you're in or what area of life, those things, I would mm-hmm. say that, you know, figure out your message, figure out what got you to where you are and yeah. use that.
0: Yeah, no, it is super, super powerful. And it's funny. So I listen to Russell's podcast that he's got, and he's always sharing little tidbits about his story and in, in that. And it just makes it so much more impactful. And I know you can probably, um, agree with this as well like when it's come to like your holly and co um and then you're working with OUR like the stories that you have from those experiences allow you to progress so much further and allow you to share different aspects of that business that speak to people on a deeper level than just kind of surface level like i had a meeting wow. earlier this morning with a potential high ticket client And so we got to talking, we started talking pretty businessy, but then we were able to go a little bit deeper and I was able to share more of my personal story and why I do the coaching that I do and where I've come from. And they were able to talk about their personal story. And afterwards, it was just, it was way better of a conversation than if we kept it super surface level where we didn't go into our story and why we were there.
1: Yeah. I mean, even just before this call, Col- Colton, we were talking about like your businesses and all of these different things, yeah. you know, um, that is so much, mm, there's so much more value in, in going deep and being real than just being surface level and yeah. pretending Like you don't actually have a, a past, a history, a life, you know, those things like mm-hmm. I am all about owning your story, owning where, who you are and all of that stuff. So when I share my message, I'm like, yeah, I'm really real about things. And people are like, damn, right. you know, like, maybe you don't want to share that much. And I'm like, no, I do. Cause this is yeah. me this is real life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And it is so true. And it's so powerful. I mean, so absolutely powerful, um, when we're able to share those stories and we're able to share that deeper level. And to me personally, and I'm sure you could attest to this as well. Like, I get so much enjoyment out of it. Like it lights my heart on fire when I'm able to share those things.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, and not even, not to mention that you find the people who align with you when you share your story. Like if you're surface level, anybody can, can freaking align with surface level, right? Like anybody can just be surface. Yeah. When you share your story and you go a little bit deeper, Oh my gosh. Those are the real connections. Those are the people who are going to want to buy from you. Those are the people nope. who are going to follow you and going to be your diehard <laughs> culture fans. You know, they're going to be in your cult. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I still use that too, to this day. <laughs> it's like, you want to build your culture.
1: <laughs> that's, that's the click thing. I was talking to somebody about that
0: the other day. It's kind of funny. Nope. Yep. yep, yep. So awesome. Okay. So in closing, and I know you have given up so much amazing advice to everybody that is listening. So for those of you that are listening, I hope you've been taking notes. If not replay this, get out your notebook, take some notes. If you're driving, focus on the road and then come back to this later and take some notes. Um, But what's one piece of advice that you would love to leave everybody that's listening to this podcast with?
1: I think my biggest piece of advice is don't give up the entrepreneurial life is is worth it like you're like i said before you're going to be told no but don't give up if you have a dream follow your dream you can do it
0: i love it and it's so so true don't give up persevere so Thank y'all so much for joining in. Um, I hope y'all gained some amazing value out of this podcast hearing Holly speak. I know I absolutely did. I got some amazing notes. If you liked this podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this and make sure to leave a five star review uh, and rating and then share with a friend. You know, you don't want to grow alone. You want to grow with someone. So go share this podcast with a friend uh, and we love you so much and thank y'all so much for tuning into today's podcast.